Hi. Praise be to God. You are welcome and feel comfortable, feel free, knowing that the presence of God is around you. Hallelujah. Yes, it is a privilege, it is beautiful that we can come together to learn the Word of God, to hear the promises of God. And um, I want to let you know that this is your moment. Hallelujah. The reason why God has sent me this moment with the Word is for you. Okay? So you need to take this as your moment, grab it as your moment, and do not let go until you leave with what is for you. Praise be to God. I want us to look at the book of Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 to 8. I would like us to pray and then I will introduce to you what we are here to talk about, what we are going to be teaching together with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Genesis chapter 17 verses 1 to 8 and then I will lead you into prayer before we can get into the message for the day. Hallelujah. Now let me read the book of Genesis um, verse 1 of chapter 17. The Bible reads, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant with <clears throat> between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. And <clears throat> no, that's Genesis chapter 17. Genesis 17 from verse 1. Genesis 17 from verse 1. Now we are in verse number 3. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Verse 5. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Verse number six, I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. Verse seven, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Now, before we pray, I need you to understand that in verse number 1 of chapter 17 of Genesis, we are being told that God was speaking to a 99-year-old man by the name Abram. And I want you to think carefully. Take a moment and imagine that this man is 99 years old. And if you look at life, then it would mean this man is at the end of his life. 
It would mean that this man is at the end of his journey. It would mean that this man cannot achieve anything anymore. It would mean that this man is a dependent and not independent. But God is saying to this 99-year-old man that, listen, old man, I am God Almighty. And you should walk before me blameless. And if you do that, I will make a covenant with you. And the covenant shall be that I'll make you to be the father of many nations. I'll multiply you exceedingly. Now, the prayer that I want us to offer is as follows. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bow before you and declare that I trust in you. Now, you must understand that this 99-year-old man by the name Abram, had a promise from God at 99 years old. And what he did was to trust God. Hallelujah. You see, the trouble that we have today is a trust in God. The problem, the challenge that you and I face is a trust in God. Because when God speaks a promise to you, you say, but God, I am only female. I am only a woman. When God mentions a promise to you, you say, God, but I am young. When there is a promise that has been spoken to you, you say, but I am black. Maybe I am Asian. I am Indian. I am colored. I am Chinese. Maybe I am white. You are using every excuse possible in the book not to trust God. And then I want us to, to look at, because we, we need to say it may have been long. However, I pray that help me to continue trusting you on the promises you have made in Jesus' name. So the prayer is simple. We have read the book of Genesis because I wanted you to understand that at 99 years old, God still spoke a promise to Abram. And at 99 years old, Abram still trusted God that he would come through with his promise, on his promise. Hallelujah. So let's pray. And our prayer is simple. We want to say, Father, I want to trust you. Hallelujah. Whether I am um, in a, a, a negative situation, whether I am an, in an uncomfortable position, whether I am not where I want to be, whether um, the answer has not yet been given, whether I am not yet seeing the um, outcome of what I am doing, whether I am not seeing the benefits or the, 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 the fruit of my labor, but I am going to trust you. Hallelujah. Let's pray. So it's a prayer of trust. It's a prayer of holding on to Jesus. It is a prayer of holding on to his word. It is a prayer of holding on to his um, <clears throat> promises, his prophecies. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come before you this moment. My Lord, before we look at the message that you have given, before we look at the scriptures that you have given, we want to pray before you this moment, my God. And our prayer, my Father, is a prayer of trust. For you have shown us this moment through the book of Genesis that even at 99 years old, you can still make a promise. Even when it appears to be late, you can still make a promise. Even when all hope seems lost, you can still make a promise. 
Even when we are lost, you can still make a promise. Even at our lowest of lows, you can still make a promise. And so we are praying, Father, that help us by the Holy Spirit to develop more trust in your word. To develop more trust in your promises. To develop more trust in you, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for him that help him to develop trust in you in Jesus' name. I pray for her. Help her to develop trust in you in Jesus' name. I pray for them that help them that they may develop trust in you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Whether their marriage appears to be falling apart, I pray that may they trust in you, God. Whether their destiny is falling apart, I pray, may they trust in you, God. Whether their employment is falling apart, their career, I pray, may they trust in you. Whether their business is falling apart, I pray, may they trust in you. Whether their family, their relationships are falling apart, I pray, may they trust you. Whether their health is falling apart, I pray, may they trust you. In the name of Jesus, for you are God who comes through for your own. Receive the praise. Receive the honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, I think um, I'm going to trust God that one of the days we can have just a prayer session together. Where we can come live and all we do is I lead you into prayer so that we can speak to God. Praise the Lord. It is important. And um, at times I understand we do need guidance. So um, I'm going to trust the Lord and I'll hear and um, um, take his, uh, allow him to take lead. Um, when he tells me when, I'll let you know. But we are going to come together so I can lead you and guide you into some prayers. It is important. Hallelujah. Now, beautiful. I'm here with a message that is so sweet. A message that is so wonderful. A message that is so awesome. And the message that I have today is entitled, There is a settlement due to you. There is a settlement due to you. For the context of this message, the word settlement means a resolution or a conclusion. In other words, there is a resolution due to you. There is a conclusion due to you. Hallelujah. That the settlement is not focusing on your neighbor. The settlement is not focusing on your brother or your sister. The settlement is not focusing on your colleagues. The settlement is not focusing on your neighbors. The settlement is not focusing on other people or other members of society. But the settlement that we are talking about is due to you. It is your settlement. It is your time. It is your moment. Hallelujah. There is a settlement due to you. And let's, let's first look at the book of 1 Peter chapter 5. And then we'll talk. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10. That is the main scripture from which the message is coming from. Whenever God speaks to servants of God, he can either speak through certain situations, he can speak while you are in prayer, he can speak while you are meditating on the word, 
or he can speak in different forms and means. Hallelujah. And this message is born from the scripture, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 10. I want you to mark that scripture and keep it close to you. Now, let's read verse number 10. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. My God. I want us to read again. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. Lend me your attention because this scripture is for you. This scripture will change your life. This scripture will shape your family. This scripture will shape your destiny. This scripture will shape your understanding. This scripture will cause you to rise. This scripture will bring victory over your life. This scripture will cause you to become a different individual. It will shed light on your life. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 5, let me read verse 10 again. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after you have suffered for a while, may he perfect you, may he establish you, may he strengthen you, and may he settle you. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I bless you and I bless your name. I thank you for your word, for the reading of the scripture. Thank you because we have the word that is a lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. I exalt you, O God, because of your kindness and your goodness. Father, thank you because this word, my God, is going to push and propel us forward. In the mighty name of Jesus, this word is going to provide the answers and the solutions that we are looking for. This word is going to bring the healing that we have been waiting for. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, O God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We are talking about um, there is a settlement due to you. Now, let me give you a little bit of context. When you are looking at the book of 1 Peter from chapter 1, Peter introduces himself as a servant of God, a disciple of the Lord Jesus. And Peter dedicates the epistle, the letter, to the pilgrims. In other words, people that have gone out for the sake of the gospel in different regions. Peter was addressing this letter or he was addressing individuals whose intention was to go out in far lands, in far regions to preach the gospel, to preach the good news. And when you come to uh, chapter 5 where we are now, he is saying some stuff there. He is saying that, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, he is saying that, um, but may the grace of God, the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ after you have suffered for a while. You need to understand, <coughs> excuse me, you need to understand that suffering, unfortunately, is a part of the package. I need you to understand my choice of words. Suffering Unfortunately, why do I say unfortunately? Because suffering is not pleasant. Suffering is not nice. Suffering is not good. 
However, I end by saying it is part of the package. What package? The package of life. You live life and life has its issues. You live life and life has problems. You live life and life there are some obstacles. You live life and life there are some challenges. You live life and life there are some battles. You live life and life there are some mountains. You live life and life there are some valleys where you find yourself at the lowest point. You live life and life you at times feel like you are imprisoned where you cannot find any progress. You live life and you encounter loneliness. You live life and you encounter death. You live life and you encounter poverty. You live life and you encounter failure. You live life and you encounter rejection. You live life and you encounter negativity. You live life and you encounter jealousy, envy, and all other troubles that are part of this package. But what I want you to understand is Peter was saying that after you have suffered for a while, now that word is important because the suffering is not permanent. The suffering is not meant to remain with you. The suffering is not meant to remain a permanent label on you. But according to the scripture, it is meant to only be around for a little while. And when we don't have the revelation that the struggles are only for a moment, then we live as if the struggles are for life. When we don't have the revelation to understand that the battles are only for a moment, then we live like the battles are forever. When we don't understand that loneliness is only a bump on the road, then we live like loneliness is there forever. When you are sick and you do not have the revelation that you can be healed, you act like sickness is forever. When you have been rejected and you don't have the revelation that rejection is only for a moment, you live like rejection is forever. But I want you to understand that Peter is saying to you and I through the scripture, that rejection, failure, poverty, sickness, loneliness, and all the other troubles are only around for a moment, for a while. There is a period that you can face or encounter these things. But after this period, you are meant to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Hallelujah. There is a settlement due to you. And he continues to say, after this period of all these issues, he says there is perfection. 
Hallelujah. The apostle says that God perfects you, meaning he perfects your body. He can perfect your relationship. He can perfect your marriage. He can perfect your destiny. He can perfect your ministry. He can perfect your child. He can perfect your husband, wife, your partner. He can perfect your works. He can perfect your speech. He can perfect your actions because what you are facing is only for a while. And he also says he is able to establish you, my God. You can be established as a mother. You can be established as a father. You can be established as an encourager. You can be established as a mentor. You can be established as a servant of God. You can be established as one who is there to help. You can be established as one who can speak words that change people's life. You can be established as an encourager. You can be established as one that has wisdom. You can be established as one that makes a difference. You can be established as one that your people are going to be saved through. Look at Abram that we spoke about earlier in the prayer. At 99 years old, the man was made to be the father of many nations. At 99 years old, the man received a promise. At 99 years old, the man was spoken to by God. Now, I am not saying that you have to wait until you are in your 90s to hear from God. I am not saying that you have to wait until you are 90 for you to receive your healing. I am not saying you should wait until you're 90 for you to receive your victory. I am not saying you should wait until you are 90 for you to find your success. No. But what I am saying is this is to show you that if God can do it for a 99-year-old, then what about you? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There is no place where God cannot find you. There is no barrier that can block the word of God. There is nothing that can stop God from acting. When he decides, when he chooses to act, when he chooses to move, when he chooses to do, there is nothing that can stop him. Hallelujah. There is no cabinet in heaven that will decide against what God wants to do. There is no cabinet on the earth that will decide against what God has to do. There is no group of people that will vote if you can move forward or not. Hallelujah. I need you to get that in your mind, that God does what he does when he wants and how he wants. You only need to trust in him, rely on him, hold on to his promises, because he is God that is able to fulfill what he says. Hallelujah. I may disappoint you because I might not come through on the promise I have made. Your mother, your father, your partner, your relative, your friend may disappoint you because they may not come through on the promises they have made. But God keeps his promises. The Bible says the promises of the Lord are yes and amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says he watches over his word. That when he speaks, his word goes forth and does not return void. But it accomplishes that which he purposes. 
You need to understand that we are talking about God the creator. We are not talking about God, your grandfather, your grandmother. We are not talking about God, your mother or your dad. We are not talking about God, your uncle or your aunt. We are not talking about God, your cousin. We are not talking about God, your friend. We are not talking about God, your neighbor. But we are talking about God, the creator of the universe. We are talking about God in control. We are talking about God in charge. We are talking about God of authority. We are talking about God of perfection. Hallelujah. So when you are trusting in God, you must know that there is a settlement that is due to you. And Peter continues to say here a few things. He says to strengthen you that after you have suffered for a while, after you have not been seen for a while, after you have gone through troubles for a while, the Bible says that God strengthens you. It is not the doctor that will strengthen you. It is not the physiotherapy that will strengthen you. It is not your friend that will strengthen you. It is not your partner who will strengthen you. It is not your neighbor who will strengthen you. It is not the pastor that will strengthen you. But it is God that will strengthen you. Hallelujah. He is the source of your strength. I can sit here and encourage you. I can sit here and preach to you. But it is not I that will give you uh, the stuff that you need. I am only a voice that is used by the creator. So it is the creator that has the power to change your life. Hallelujah. If only you can believe what I am saying, that it is the creator speaking to you. Then only can you find the place of comfort. And lastly, he says to settle you. And that's a message. After everything has happened, the word of God is saying, God is going to settle you. Hallelujah. My God, you have been sick for a while. You have been taking medication for a while. You have been visiting the doctor for a while. You have been going for different uh, treatments for a while. But when time comes for God, the Bible says God settles people. Hallelujah. He can settle you from that sickness that you no longer have to depend on medication. You no longer have to depend on treatment. You no longer have to depend on doctor visits. But God settles your health. Praise the Lord. Perhaps you have been relying on handouts. That people have been helping you. That people have been holding your hand. That people have been paying your bills. That people have been helping your children. That people have been paying maybe your way out. But I want you to know that according to the scripture, God settles people. He can settle your, your future. He can settle your destiny. He can settle your finances. He can settle your success. He can settle your career. He can settle your academics. Hallelujah. He is God that is able to settle the matter. What you have been struggling with for a long time that you couldn't find a solution. The word of God is saying, God, Jehovah, the creator, he can settle it. So when we are talking about there is a settlement due to you, you must know that it goes for people that act like they are crazy. Hallelujah. People who can go and say it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what it may um, um, appear like. But one thing I know is that my God will settle me. They can laugh at me all they want. They can ridicule me all they want. They can sideline me all they want. They can, you know, uh, spit on me all they want. They can oppress me all they want. But one thing I know is that my God will settle me. 
Hallelujah. I may be lonely today, but my God will settle me. I may be crying today, but my God will settle me. I may be suffering today, but my God will settle me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now you must understand that this, my God, thank you, Jehovah, this message is coming through a person who I believe is the right candidate to preach the message. Because the things I am saying, I, God has done them with me. He has settled me in my health. Hallelujah. I was either born or I grew up asthmatic, where I struggled a lot. But it took God to settle me that my asthma disappeared. I used to live on inhalers. I used to live on medication. Praise the Lord. But as I am speaking, I can't even tell you when was the last time I used an inhaler. When was the last time I used asthma medication? Because God settled me. You are talking about struggles. I used to struggle. We struggled. And I am speaking about poverty. But today, I am a person whom God has settled. Hallelujah. That we cannot afford what we want. And I am giving the credit to God because it is God that settled my life. I never had a career. I never had academics. But there was a point when God settled it for me that I can now be pointed and counted. That I am also qualified. That I am also certified. Why? Because God settles people. Hallelujah. I was not born married. I was also heartbroken. I also went through challenges in relationships. But God settled me. Why? Because he brought me a woman and today I can sit and say I am married. Why? Because God settled me. You are speaking about struggling to have a child. I went through that. I know the pain of not having a child for years. I'm not talking about a few months. But I'm talking about four or five years of trying to have a child and it not happening. But today I can sit here and tell you that God settled it for me. Why? Because God settles people. My God. When it is time. Hallelujah. After that while. After that period. After that phase. After that uh, uh, wilderness. After that drought. After that desert. After that valley. You must understand that God shows up. And when God shows up, he settles you. It is like a credit. That when you had a credit and after a while you settle the credit and you no longer receive calls from the creditors. You no longer receive messages from the creditors. You are no longer visited by the creditors. You no longer receive the threats from the creditors. Why? Because you have settled the credit. So you must know that when God settles the matter for you, you are free. When God settles you, you are comfortable. When God settles you, you are happy. When God settles you, you smile. When God settles you, you have peace. When God settles you, you have love. When God settles you, my God, you are a different person. People look at you and say, what happened to this woman? What happened to this man? What happened to this couple? What happened to this minister of the gospel? What happened to my neighbor? What happened to my friend? What happened to my colleague? Why? Because you have been settled by God. Hallelujah. When God settles you, you change for the better, for the best. 
Praise the Lord. There is a settlement due to you. Now you must understand that the Lord will settle you from sickness because there is a settlement due to you. The Lord will settle you from failure because there is a settlement due to you. The Lord will settle you from loneliness because there is a settlement due to you. The Lord will settle you from your barrenness because there is a settlement due to you. The Lord will settle you from your misfortune because there is a settlement due to you. The Lord will settle you from your embarrassment because there is a settlement due to you. The Lord will settle you from your rejection because there is a settlement due to you. Hallelujah. Now I do not know whatever you have been suffering from. I do not know what struggles you have been facing or you are facing. But after this moment, I want you to understand that God has a settlement due to you. It is time for you to collect. My God, I like that. Hallelujah. It is time for you to collect. It is like you, you have rented your property out. Hallelujah. And when it comes to the day of collection on the rent, you go confident to collect what is yours. It is like you have been working from the beginning of the month to the end. You show up if you have to because you know you are owed your salary. You look at your phone or your bank account in anticipation because you know it is time for you to collect. Hallelujah. So you are not begging anymore, but you are just ready to collect what is yours. Hallelujah. So when God is settling you, my God, you begin to collect. When God is settling you, you begin to gather. When God is settling you, you begin to put together because it is your time. Praise the Lord. When it is your moment to collect, my God, nothing can stop you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible says Christ was, um, you know, in a certain place. And um, he was approached by a woman that was in trouble. She had debtors. And the Bible says the debtors or the creditors were coming to take uh, her children because she could not pay the debtors. And Jesus said to the woman that, listen, what you need to do now is um, you need to... No, th this is not Jesus. This is rather the, the, the prophet Elijah. He said you, you, you need to go uh, for find the jars that you have. And fill them with oil. And when the woman began to do that, the children, I mean the sons of the woman began to do that, the oil kept flowing up, up until it started to overflow. And then they brought other jars until they had no more jars. They even went as far as borrowing from the neighbors. And they were able to pay back the debtors and even had more to live on. So I want you to understand what, that when God settles you, there is an overflow. When God settles you, there is success. When God settles you, you enjoy life. When God settles you, you have a peace of mind. When God settles you, you can sleep at night. Hallelujah. There are a lot of people today who cannot sleep at night because they are troubled. But when you have been settled by God, when the Father has shown up for you, you can sleep peacefully without any troubles. There are so many people today who are ignoring phone calls because they are owing so many people. But when God settles you, you are able to look at your phone and answer your phone without any problem. There are people who are afraid to answer the door when there is a knock because they are afraid of people that will show up to ask for what is theirs. 
But when God settles you, you can open the door with a smile and invite people in because you do not have any troubles. So when I am saying there is a settlement due to you, you need to know that there is a moment where you are free. Now, let's finish by looking at Job. Hallelujah. I want you to look at what happened with Job after he was settled by God. My, my, I love this message. There is a settlement for you. And I, I need you to understand what happened with Job after he was settled by God. Now look at Job chapter 42 verse 12. Job chapter 42 verse 12. The Bible reads, So the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life, even more than in the beginning. For now he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 teams of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. My God. Now, if, 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 if you look at the story of Job, the Bible says the man was wealthy at the beginning. And then in time, during the trouble, during the phase of problems, he lost everything, including his children. But the Bible is telling us here that the latter days of Job were better than the former days. After God had settled him, my God, following the troubles when he was settled by God, the Bible says he had way more than he had before. Now forget the material, but the peace that he had, my God, he had more peace than he had before. Why? Because God had settled him. Praise the Lord. So when we are saying there is a settlement due to you, you must understand that when collection time comes, it is your moment. Praise the Lord. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you and I appreciate you, Lord, for the word, oh God. I never knew, my Father, that on this particular day, you would speak through me on a message there is a settlement due to you. But because you are God, who has a purpose, you knew that this would happen. Thank you for trusting and using me, God Almighty, trusting me with your word, O oh Lord, and trusting me to speak to your people. I believe that God, everyone that has heard and will hear, is going to be touched by this message. I pray that God continue speaking to them, that they may know there is a settlement due to them. Father, let them not give up. As we saw that Abram in, uh, at the age of 99 never gave up until you showed up and blessed him. Therefore, may they not give up in their life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. <coughs> the tears that you are shedding now do not define your life. The pain that you are feeling now does not define your life. The shame that you are encountering now does not define your life. The rejection that you are facing now does not define your life. The failure that you have encountered now does not define your life. Your history is in the past. You must trust God that there is a future for you. Hallelujah. With that, I am wishing you a lovely afternoon. Enjoy the week that starts um, tomorrow. And as we are about to move into the new layer of November, I want you to understand that there is a settlement due to you. 
Brace yourself for collection. Gear yourself for collection. Ready yourself for collection. Collecting your laughter. Collecting your victory. Collecting your wedding. Collecting your breakthrough. Collecting your job. Collecting your business. Collecting your healing. Collecting your favor. Collecting your success. Collecting all that is yours. Just get yourself ready for the collection because you are due for a settlement by God. Enjoy and God lift you. Shalom.